0: Ten nine eight seven six five four three two one
1: injection fellas
0: This is more than therapy podcast more than therapy This is more than therapy more than therapy Podcast. This is more than therapy. More than therapy. Podcast. This is more than therapy. Podcast. Today on the more therapy podcast, we have Yogi Aaron. He is one of the most sought-after teachers today. Yogi Aaron is trailblazing a new path in the world of yoga. Known for his unorthodox perspectives on stretching and flexibility and how both cause more harm than good, his teachings aim to help as many people as possible live a pain-free life so they can realize yoga's true intentions. He is the creator of the revolutionary approach to yoga, applied yoga anatomy, and muscle activization in the online platform, The Yogi Club. He's the host of the yoga podcast, Stop Stretching. And the author of Autobiography of a Naked Yogi, (laughs) the forthcoming book, Stop Stretching, A New Yogic Approach to Master Your Body, Plus Live Pain-Free. And is the co-owner of Blue Osa Yoga Retreat and Spa in Costa Rica, where he leads the Yogi Club teacher training immersions year-round for students from all across the globe. Yogi Aaron's sense of humor, contagious laugh, courageous, and adventurous spirit and his own healing journey of overcoming pain and discovering and living his true life's purpose makes him a standout and favorite leading yoga teacher today. Today, we speak with Yogi Aaron
1: on the Mortar Therapy Podcast. (laughs) Hello. Can I have you open for me? all the time. That was like one of the best openings I've ever had. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you for supplying the information to make it happen.
1: (laughs) You have so much enthusiasm. I love it.
0: Indeed. Indeed. I am so glad that you elected to appear on the Mortar Therapy Podcast today because I have many people, many people on my caseload who would think, who have their their own idolization of what yoga is and why it's oh it's not for them not so much the ladies but the men and then not only and then having a better understanding on pain free living through yeah. yoga because i work for a practice that that's what the referral source is what it's for they have pain issues so they take methadone or they take suboxone or subutex or they take hydrocodone or oxycodone which causes numerous you know issues outside of treating the pain, but also other complications regarding health. And with that, if they could find another avenue to alleviate mm-hmm. their pain, they would probably be have a better outcome in life, have a better degree of wellness. Because a yeah. lot of times these medications have a contribution to anxiety, have a contribution to depression symptoms and your way of life your focus and your direction regarding your career and what you do in life is another way to address pain. And that's why I wanted you to appear today on the Mortar Therapy Podcast. Yogi Aaron, tell me about your journey of pain and how you said, you know what, there has to be a better way.
1: Um, I Yeah, I started off yoga when I was um, 18 years old. And the very first time I did yoga, I uh, shortly after that, I hurt my back and it was the very first time I, I felt, um, that level of, of, um, capacity in my life. I was only 18, of course, but I'm a very athletic kind of person. I work out, um, lift weights. Um, I snowshoot. I'm it's a Canadian thing. (laughs) And I, uh, and it was also a long distance runner, but I really hurt my back. And so what the solution to deal with that pain was to do more yoga, to stretch. And I started stretching for a couple of reasons. I started that yoga journey for a couple of reasons because I really felt like I needed to stretch. We're always told that stretching is makes us healthier. It makes us younger. It gives us more vitality. And I just noticed like people that were older but seemed youthful just had a lot more mobility. And I wanted to have that. I saw my grandparents and they were like very constricted in their bodies and they moved very slowly and cautiously. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to live my best life, (laughs) which is, you know, hiking, I love to hike and I want to do it for as long as I possibly can. I need to maintain that mobility What I didn't realize was that um, yoga was actually making it worse. And it took me about 25 years. I'm a slow learner sometimes to (laughs) figure it out. Um, You know, over the years, I started to have more problems as I was doing yoga. And it wasn't until I ended up um, in a surgeon's office saying like, oh, you're going to need to have a spinal fusion. That that was like a light bulb moment that was like, there has got to be another way. What am I, what is the link uh to all of this that I'm missing?
0: And when you know I was reading your bio and learning about you know pain-free that stretching wasn't what the thing to do, you was actually causing more issues. I yes. was like,
1: I thought yoga was stretching. Tell us about that. Well, it's the interesting thing, Blue, because a lot of people who you know, like you said, you have a work with a lot of guys and a lot of, especially men, um, they put their, uh, they, they kind of like compartmentalize it. So they go to the gym to bulk up, they go to yoga to stretch and they join a rowing rowing club or something for cardio. And so, you know, it's, that's really sad to me because it really misses the whole point, first of all, of what yoga is really about. A lot of people think like yoga is stretching. And so they think like, oh, I need to go to yoga to stretch. But yoga is so much more um than stretching. The basic fundamental tenets of yoga is how do we remove suffering and pain from our lives? How do we lessen our suffering? And and ultimately have more happiness and with me in my case that was always kind of like this duality that was going on i was doing yoga and physically i was becoming more in pain but mentally i was doing okay until i got to that point where i was just like living my life to manage my physical pain um and and it kind of like went in and out of cycles, you know, that gap between being 18 and ending up in the surgeon's office. There was a moment when I I there's many moments when I really kind of like hurt my neck and you know, it would take three months to start feeling a little bit better. Or I um in my early 30s, I hurt my knee so bad I couldn't stretch or couldn't hike anymore. So the my pain journey was long. And, um, uh, that kind of culmination made me really kind of get to this point of like, I just want to focus on what yoga is about. And, and from the asana perspective, yoga is telling us like, get stable in your bodies. Stretching is the exact opposite of stability. When we start to stretch a muscle out, when we start to try to create or or force more flexibility, we're ultimately going to lead to instability, which always opens up the door to injury. Um, Which is why there's so many people that do yoga um, consistently, but yet are dealing with chronic pain or dealing with issues uh, because they're not really addressing the instability uh, in their body. So that's, that's kind of like where I'm focusing my attention now is like, let's address that instability. Let's get the, the muscular system to start working in a better way.
0: Indeed. indeed. What makes your approach to yoga? Ooh, wrong color. What makes your approach to (laughs) yoga differently from others? Because you're the first I've heard about yoga for many, many years. But you're the first person to explain it like this. what how did you come to this approach and, and how is it different? and how is it more beneficial in your opinion?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the, my approach is different because first of all, we eliminate the words stretching and flexibility uh, from our vocabulary. <laughs> and you know, just for the record, like if you go into a typical yoga class, the yoga teacher will sit up at the front of the room, And they will say, um, you know, yoga has nothing to do with flexibility. This is your own practice. But yet they always kind of manage to slide in the back door or slide in around the side like, oh, yes, and you should go deeper and you want to find your edge and you want to find that threshold of pain and pleasure. And, you know, and then they demonstrate like these incredible yoga postures that really are meant for more people who are in the circus or gymnasts, I mean, sorry, gymnasts or, or acrobats um, at the front of the room. And, you know, Blue, I mean, you talk, you're telling me about all of these guys that, you know, can barely touch their toes to watch somebody um, kind of demonstrate a pose like that. The immediate sort of neurofeedback is like, Oh, that's what I should start looking like. And then you go home and you look in the mirror and go, there's no way I'm ever going to get there, (laughs) which is true. You can't get there unless you start to, you know, violate your body's own protective mechanisms. One of the questions that yoga teachers a lot in the yoga world fail to ask themselves is, why is the body tight to begin with? And this is kind of like one of the questions that started to when I started to ask this question with myself it started to unlock a lot of answers. And so the body is tight because it's a protective mechanism. When the body senses instability at a muscular level, its natural physiological response is to uh, tighten up, you know, in the field that you work. I'm sure you work with a lot of people who have dealt with different kinds of stress. Well, stress is, you know, when the body feels stress, it just constricts, it tightens up. Um, and so what we want to do is ask the question, well, what is not being attended to? Why is the body tightening up? What muscles are not working? Well, why aren't those muscles working to begin with? Well, the reason why they're not working is because the connection between the brain and the muscle is, is been compromised. It's been compromised due to stress, trauma, and overuse. So these three things start to create um, a tightness, muscle tightness, which always ends up creating more inflammation, which then exacerbates the problem between the brain and the muscle. So why stretching hurts or harms the body is because when we're stretching the muscle, we're actually furthering that disconnect between the brain and the muscle. The, the connection between in most of us, the connection between our brain and our muscles are especially our our major muscles. When I say major muscles, I'm talking about the glutes or the the core muscles or the quads, the hip flexors, these kinds of muscles, and, and so the connection has already been compromised. Most people are walking around with dead glutes. And um And so when we try, like if my hamstrings are tight, why are the hamstrings tight? Because the body is sensing instability around my hips um, and because some of the opposite muscles are not working, my hip flexors, the quads, the psoas. So it sends a message out and kind of like a nationwide Amber Alert, you know, in the body, like it sends out this nationwide Amber Alert, tighten up, tighten up, tighten up. And so these muscles start to tighten up. Well, if you start to stretch those muscles, there's a few things that happen, but I cannot stress this first point enough. The very first thing that happens is that we're starting to violate our body's own protective mechanisms. Your body is tightening up for a reason. It's telling us, hey, there's a problem, there's instability, we need to address it. Um, And so what we need to be addressing is like looking at, well, what are the opposite muscles that should be engaging? Uh, and so in this case, with the hamstrings, the opposite muscles are the quads. Instead of trying to stretch the hamstrings, the question is, how can we start to turn the quads on and get the quads working better? And then guess what? The hamstrings will start to uh, relax. There's On my YouTube channel, I have a video of me demonstrating um, the uh, how to open up, I call it how to open up your hamstrings. And um, so I'm demonstrating and I'm leading the video and, and I went back and when I was editing it, I noticed like when I was checking my range of motion with my hamstring, I brought my leg about that far. And then after activating my quad, I was able to get my leg up uh, that far. And so when we start to activate the muscles in our body, we start to create more stability when the body senses stability. It tells the other muscles um, to relax. But instead, if we start to, you know, stretch that hamstring even more so, what we end up doing is actually disconnecting the connection between the brain and the muscle. And it takes that much more effort to get those muscles working again um, and connected to the brain. And The way that we define a healthy muscle is a muscle that's able to contract and contract on demand. If the muscle is not able to contract and contract properly, then it's no longer doing its job.
0: Indeed, indeed. This is all new information.
1: Oh, I'm (laughs) faded. I'm
0: faded. I'm fading. Okay. This is all new information to me because, you know, I was always taught. stretch before you play basketball stretch before you play tennis stretch before you play football but are you saying that stretching is fine you're overextending yourself and that's the damn that's the damage of stretching i mean what are you saying when you say that
1: what i'm saying is that like if you okay so you're a tennis player Mm -hmm. and so probably one of the stretches you do is you bring your arm in and you're like stretching you know the arm here and you're doing stuff like this and maybe putting your hand up against a wall and trying to open your pecs. Mm -hmm. What you're actually starting to do by doing all of these kind of passive movements is inevitably you're going to disconnect the brain from the muscle. The muscle is no longer connected to the brain. So now you're opening yourself up to a range of motion where there's no accountability. There's no accountability in those muscles. And when I say accountability, I'm talking about that the brain is no longer connected to those muscles. So when you go play tennis and you're doing all of these kind of movements, then you, you go in and you're, you're going to start to use that arm to hit the ball Well, the main muscles that should be working as you're doing that exercise are no longer working. They're no longer connected. And so then you're like, well, Aaron, but I can still hit the ball. Yeah, because your body is always going to do the movement. The question is, what muscles are starting to compensate so that you can do that movement? Um, Those main muscle groups, you've just shut them down. You've just disconnected the brain. Uh, to the muscle, because of all of that stretching. Every time a person stretches, they're making their muscles weak. And um, one of my fun things I like to do is experiment with it. So I'll I'll constantly work with people, especially when they don't believe me, um, how damaging stretching is. And and so we test the muscle, we test the muscle strength before the stretch, and then we get do the stretch. And every single time the muscle always tests weak um, after you stretch. There's actually been a lot of really interesting studies, uh, Blue, in there's one out of Lenox Hill Hospital that they found like these young athletes. And and when we say young athletes, we're talking 16, 18, 20 year olds, maybe 22. And what they found is that when they stretched, their muscle function did not return to a hundred percent until about 30 minutes after they stretched. So you can think about like, you're going to go stretch. And for that 30 minutes afterwards, the muscles were not connected. The muscles lost their ability to, to contract and contract, um, on demand. Uh, there is a healthy way to stretch. And that's what I work on teaching people. Um, the kind of like the idea of it is, you know, to, to think about stretching more in terms of dynamic versus passive. So like for an example of that, like, you know, we're talking about like bringing the arm back here. And um, right now I'm doing this actively. Like I'm not pushing my arm back. Now, if I put my hand on a wall and twisted my body away from that arm, uh, then that becomes passive. So doing stuff like this is great. You know, doing stuff like this is awesome. Here, you know, this is fine because I have accountability. My muscles are actually doing this movement. But as soon as I bring my hand here and start to push uh, my arm down, then I'm starting to do a passive stretch. So and sometimes in the, in the fitness world, they call it dynamic stretching. I don't actually like that term because it has the word stretching. in it, But um, it's really dynamic stretching isn't really stretching. What you're doing is you're engaging the muscles that are working. So as I bring my arm back, my arm going back has nothing to do with how loose uh, my pecs are. My arm going back has more to do with how much my middle traps are engaging, how much my uh, rhomboids are engaging. Um, And then probably um, some of the rotator cuff muscles are engaging and probably my serratus. So there's a few muscles that are working to bring that arm back. And if I do that enough times, I start to improve those muscles ability to uh, contract and contract on demand. Um, So that's that's what we're really looking for. So another example of that is imagine that I'm lying on my back and my legs are straight and i lift my right leg up um and so as i'm bringing my right leg up now that's a dynamic movement and and many people do that to quote unquote stretch their hamstrings which is fine but as soon as you grab the leg and pull the leg towards you that becomes now a passive stretch and it's that passive stretch that starts to move um uh, part of the body, uh, passively, meaning that I'm, I'm grabbing the leg and pulling it towards me. And when we do that, we disconnect that brain, uh, from the muscle. Um, and we don't really address the actual root cause of why the hamstring is tight in the first place, because we've actually never gone in and engaged or worked on engaging like, you know, the hip flexors in that case. So, um, I, I, I think that, you know, people always ask me, like, is there ever a time to stretch? And my answer is increasingly becoming no. (laughs) I just don't, I just don't find, like, it's just not useful. Um, Now, there is, like, if you feel like you have to stretch, like, oh, my God, I just really want to passively stretch my body, the absolute worst time to do it, the two worst times is before you work out. Or after you work out? Because after you work out, your body is engaged. Your body is happening. Your body is like, you know, working. Why would you want to undo all of that by stretching? And then the uh, even the worst time to do is before you work out. Because as I was saying, like if you're a tennis player, you want that arm working in all ranges of motion. If you bring the arm back here, you want the muscles engaging back here just as, as much as you have the arm here you want the muscles engaging here as well. So what I actually suggest to people is start doing some muscle activation practices which is not really a big deal. Like it literally takes 8 to about 8 minutes to do a very well-rounded muscle activation routine so that you're much more prepared biomechanically to, you know, deal with the stress of the exercise whatever it is, working out with weights or tennis or swimming or running. So it's actually much more effective to make sure like, Hey, um, the joints of my body are stabilized before I go and work out. I was just saying earlier that I used to hike. And when in my early thirties, I had to almost stop hiking and Now I'm back to hiking again. Yay. (laughs) But the reason for that is because of all the muscle activation practices I do. And I started to identify the reason why my knees were hurting. I started to identify the muscles that were not activated, the muscles that were not working while I I was hiking. And because those muscles weren't working, the joints in my knees started to become compromised. So, As I said earlier, like we want to make sure muscles are working because muscles have two jobs. They move bones and they stabilize joints. If muscles are not working, they don't stabilize joints. And then the joints become compromised and inflammation always follows. And then, as you said, at the top of the hour that people have to take all of these kind of drugs to... Uh, painkillers to deal with the pain that they're experiencing from it, while never really dealing with the root cause of the pain. Indeed.
0: Muscle activation. It's an odd concept to me. Tell me, give me a, a small summary of it again, please.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So as I was saying earlier, that the brain, you know, we're part of... So just imagine, like, for example, there's a there's a phone line between your brain and the muscles, okay? And that brain is, like, sending a message as to the muscles, contract, contract, contract. Or maybe the muscle is noticing, like, hey, we should be contracting. We're moving into a range of motion where we should be engaging. So the muscle is sending a message to the brain, Hey, we should be contracting. Well, that phone line has been come disrupted, and it's become disrupted because of stress, trauma, and overuse, which then always leads to inflammation in in that connection. So sometimes, if you look out, you know, you see phone lines, literal, real phone lines. Um, sometimes you see some of them getting a little frayed. <laughs> so the phone company has to come in and put a new phone line or just fix them. And so muscle activation is our version of coming in and fixing that phone line, refortifying that phone line. And so what we do when we're doing muscle activation is that we bring a part of our body into a range of motion. So um, one of my simple ones, simple ones, this is a very simple muscle activation that anybody can do, is like if I'm thinking about my upper traps, okay? So the upper traps connects all the way to the top of the neck and comes down And attaches right into the spine of the scapula here. Um, And so one of the functions of the traps, the upper traps, is raising the arms up. So if you wanted to activate your upper traps, and one of the most common um, problems, excuse me, that a lot of people face is like tight upper traps. You know? And so if you want to loosen up, those upper traps, one of the things to do is to activate the opposite muscle, which is the uh, lower traps. And it also can be useful to actually activate the upper traps as well. They get into that kind of tonic state of being constantly uh, tight. So sometimes it's good to kickstart them with the muscle activation. So a very simple muscle activation and the rules for muscle activation is Do an isometric contraction of a specific muscle, isolate it as much as you can, hold that contraction for six seconds, and then repeat that uh, six times. So if you're going to do something like with the upper traps, as I've been saying, you know, you can bring your arms out, do an internal rotation of the arms, and then kind of just hug the shoulders up. And then you would do that for six seconds, and then release... And then you would do it uh, five more times for a total of six times so that's what muscle activation is it's shortening a muscle holding that shortened state of that muscle in a in a contracted state for six seconds and repeating it six times what we always find is that that starts to re-fortify or reestablish the integrity Of that connection that neuromuscular connection between the brain and uh the muscle what you're from canada right i am how did
0: you transition to costa rica that's a big
1: big move (laughs) i came to costa rica because i was starting to lead yoga retreats here i've been teaching yoga for almost 30 years And I was leading yoga retreats here, and I was driving down uh, the road to the yoga retreat center that we were going to, and I saw a Century 21 sign outside this property. And as I looked, you know, through the gate, I saw this tunnel of bougainvilleas and hibiscus flowers, and at the end of that tunnel was the ocean. And it was one of those days where the sea just became like this turquoise color, and I just like everything in my heart was like home. And so I, uh, you know, ended up buying the property with my business partner, Adam, and we got it and we opened up uh, Blue Osa Yoga Retreat. So it took us about three years to make it happen. And then it was January 2010 that we actually made it happen and opened. So next year will be our 13th year of being open.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. <laughs> How did you come to
0: create your yoga approach, applied yoga anatomy plus muscle activation?
1: Well, I, I work, um, when, after my pain journey, after ending up in the surgeon's you know office and him telling me that I probably would need a spinal fusion, I was asking myself, there's gotta be a better way. And so that journey kind of led me to a man named, uh, or, or, a school rather, named Muscle Activation Technique, uh, which is led by Greg Roscoff. Um, It's situated in Denver, uh, Colorado, or just outside Denver. And it's it's basically a modality that goes in, identifies um, muscular imbalances and muscular, which then obviously are muscular weaknesses, and then can go in and activate them. And it was a methodology that was being used on me, um, which is what led me to creating a Yama, is realizing like, wow, when we turn muscles on, when we get the muscular system working properly, people's pain like disappears really fast. Um, a lot of times when I'm working with people on the table and I'm using the MAT methodology, Um, which is more of a hands-on methodology. You go in and you manually start to uh, palpate the muscle in a way that it starts to work. Um, I get such instantaneous results. And so I decided to start um, studying the MAT methodology. And it was from there that I kind of woke up one day and I said to myself, self, we have got to figure out a way to bring this into the yoga world. And I had actually, you know, asked many of my teachers and do you know anybody in the community that's bringing this into the yoga world? Nobody was doing it. And so I decided to start working on creating a systemology uh, on how to start creating, bringing these sort of muscle activations into um, the yoga world, the applied yoga anatomy part of it is really trying to get people to embrace their anatomy and develop some understanding of their body. Like if you ask most people, like, you know, they a lot of people in the yoga world, for example, have a lot of pain in their shoulder and they always point here, but they never know what like what's really the root cause of that pain. They don't know like, well, what is this muscle here? What's going on? What's becoming inflamed? And what can I actually do about it? And that's what I'm trying to work on slowly teaching people. It's not like you can get all of the answers right away, but that you get inspired to actually go and figure it out and giving you the tools on how to figure it out. Um, So that's the that's where I got a Yama from and what I teach.
0: indeed indeed seems like a very good very good thing. Let's look at your website real quick because your website is absolutely a treasure. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <Thank
1: you. laughs> There's a lot mind. on the website. There's a lot on the website. What I what I also really encourage people to do is to go onto um the website and there you can access my YouTube channel you can access um, the podcast that I'm doing, which is called Stop Stretching. It's more of a documentary style podcast. Um, it kind of takes you on my sort of own journey. Uh, you get to hear from a lot of my students. You get to hear from Greg Roscoff himself. You um, right there is where, you know, become pain free. You can sign up and get my pain free uh, series right there which is a free series, and and there's some reading um, resources there as well. That's my new book that just came out, um, Stop Stretching, A New Yogic Approach to Master Your Body and Live pain Free. And in the book, there's so many um, uh, techniques, like very, very, very simple techniques, and that we give you to start being able to identify um, why the pain you're experiencing is happening, And then how to fix it so this is a book it's a very simple book um as you can see from the front cover it's i had an illustrator work with me on it because i really wanted to make it fun you know so many of us have a negative experience i think with anatomy i remember i did it when i was in school you know always being forced to try and memorize like where body parts are i don't think we should have to memorize these things but we can start to um know where the resources are and know how to access, um, those resources. And then on my, um, on my website too, you can access my YouTube page and, uh, on the YouTube page, there's a ton, there's a plethora of, of practices that people can access as well. Um, one of my favorite, um, uh, practices that's on my YouTube channel currently is the, um, I was just talking about the hamstrings. So (laughs) you can start to access uh, the practices on how to open up uh, your hamstrings. Yeah, that's one of the videos to um, promote our 15 day challenge. We have a 15 day challenge that people can access as well to become pain-free. And I take them on this kind of 15 day journey um, of just giving different practices and giving them different affirmations so that people can really start to find out what it's like to begin to live a pain-free life. The thing I wanna really kind of emphasize to people is that when you're doing something like this, it's just so important to like really commit to doing it. I can't tell you like how many people I've worked with who do it like one time or just like half of something one time. And it's like, eh, it's not really working for me, but you kind of have to, you know, spend a little bit of time doing it. When I hurt my back really badly and, and I, you know, when I came out of the surgeon's office and I knew I had to put myself back together again, it really took me the better part of, you know, six months to really start feeling like I had some um, um, strength back in my body, you know, and I have just keep, keep building upon it. And I've been actually getting stronger and stronger, which is kind of interesting because I'm getting, of course, older and older. <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: An amazing website, an amazing YouTube channel. Um it Thank insp- you. Inspires me to want to address my. Well, like I said, I always assumed that stretching, that yoga was stretching, and yeah, that you know the doctor said, oh, it does. Like it's crazy. Like you know, you hear it from professionals, you hear it from your doctor, you hear it from your chiropractor, you hear it from your nurse. You know, um, especially if you came in for an injury. Oh, did you stretch beforehand? Oh, no, I, I did, but oops. Yeah. <laughs> you always see the athletes. Even when you know, if you were an active athlete participating in the sport, that, you know, we would all stretch a certain part that we knew that would be the body part that we yeah. would be working that night if we we're playing basketball, um, stretching our legs and things like that. Yeah. And now knowing that we were actually doing more damage than good, that's
1: really. Yeah so well you know and and also too um uh uh, blue there is on my channel um i'll just pull it up for you really quickly um but on my youtube channel whoops on my youtube channel there's um i had these amazing um uh practices for the shoulders and so you know one of the things that you were talking about before oh there you go so one of those videos down there. Um, if you if you uh, um, go up again for me, go up uh, up all the way and click on videos. You see where it says home and then videos, and then you start to go down a little bit. And there's something there for shoulders. So somewhere in there, there's a thing for shoulders. Ah, there it is. Uh, is that it? Oh, I don't see it right now, but there's a couple of practices in there for shoulders. There's one for shoulder strength and, um, and then there's one for how to deal with shoulder right there. Yep. And so that one is for shoulder strength. And so I go through some very simple, uh, muscle activations that you can start to do and, and incorporate into your tennis program. I would strongly recommend you to do that. And if you can just do some like simple exercises just before you go play tennis, it'll start to elevate your game a lot more because the thing is like when we start to injure ourselves, we start to um, compromise our, you know, the integrity of the shoulder joint. And then we start to compensate, you know, like consciously or unconsciously, we know that there's pain in our shoulder joint. And so we start to, adapt our bodies to move differently, which then starts to lead to more injuries all, all the time. Here's my dog destiny right there.
0: (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Um, and then, you know, your website, you know, tells us about, you know, the program that you offer and with this program, need to get to come to Costa Rica and participate absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: win-win right
1: <laughs> if people can contact me um the way that i'm working with people mostly right now um these are some of the different ways is through the yoga teacher trainings mm-hmm. through um they can come and work with me and get uh, muscle activation technique massage or really the best one of the best ways is also the ayama trainings so the Ayama trainings or yoga teacher trainings is some of the best way to do that and you know one of the things blue which i kind of find really fascinating is that after every training i do within day six to day ten people are always becoming pain-free like it's just so fascinating to me to see like it happened like that quickly people come in like with chronic shoulder problems or lower back pain i had this woman in the beginning of the training i'm leading right now who's got this kind of like you know knife in her lower back and i just checked in with her again the other day after like you know six days and it's like no the pain's not there anymore (laughs) i'm Mm -hmm. like It happens that quickly if we treat you know if we get the body's muscular system working properly right it 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 happens that quickly and it's not like you need to do a weight program or go to the gym or something all you got to do is just do some simple isometric movements very 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 simple and just make sure you try and do it like three four five times a week so
0: Indeed, indeed, and that's definitely. You you gave me great knowledge and great insight that um, I will um, apply going forward. Because honestly, I didn't. You don't know until you know, right?
1: Exactly. Right. We don't know what we don't know until we know that we didn't know.
0: Right. <laughs> right. You got any gems you want to leave us in before we close out, sir?
1: I, you know, I, I don't know how many I've got a lot of gems, but <laughs> I just I really want to just encourage people who have, you know, watched this up until this this episode, right up until now. Like it really begins with us individually, and um, just commit to taking eight minutes a day of your life to do this stuff. It will change your life in such a profound and dramatic way, and. Um, Today, I was leading a class, and one of the quotes that I was kind of saying was like, um, you know, celebrate the temple of your body. Celebrate the temple of your body. This body is, is the vessel that carries your spirit for this lifetime, which is so precious and so, you know, momentary. And, you know, take care of it so that, that you can live your best life because each of us are deserving to have an incredible life. Um, but we also have to take care, take care of ourselves so that we can live our best life. So please do that. That's my, that's my gift or that's my (laughs) takeaway. Take care of ourselves because no one else.
0: Indeed, indeed. I think very much so. I think a lot of times we give too much that we often leave ourselves behind. So I think Mm -hmm. that's very important to say, take care of ourselves.
1: Yeah. Celebrate do. the temple of your body.
0: Um, another one of your quotes was use positive affirmations daily.
1: Yes. Yes. The, the little things that I do every day um, or I work on doing every day, not always successfully, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, using positive affirmations every day Um and, and to start to change that programming that's in our mind, our mind is going this way. We really want to go this way, but we don't know how. Positive affirmations can just literally flip the script um, in your brain and get you moving in a in a way that's more in alignment with your life purpose. Um, and that's also like one of like the little things that I do every day is I wake up in the morning and ask myself, "Am I really living?" the purpose of my life is is this really am I really doing it and so I I just invite other people to do the same because as again life is very short
0: indeed it definitely is um, I want people to um, like to say you can go to yogiaron.com yogiaron.com and you can also check out two of his books on Amazon stop stretching and the autobiography of a naked yogi Both books by Yogi Aaron that can be found on Amazon Amazon yes yes, yes. Um, his wonderful website yogiaron.com yogi Aaron um, you see his fun poses and his good his numerous videos regarding yogi yoga. I mean, I was like, he gives so many tools, so many products in yoga. I was like, well, dang, if he's giving you all that for free, what is his (laughs) live events, his paid events like, you know?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. Get Share the wealth.
0: Indeed. Share the wealth. It's a wonderful, wonderful gift. Thank you for sharing your time, sharing your gifts with the world. And um, I wish you peace and love.
1: Thank you so much blue very much appreciated. Thank for you sure. so much for having me here and being able to share with your community.
0: indeed indeed com to learn more about Yogi Aaron and his wonderful program and relearning the purpose of living um, and that stretching at least the way that we're programmed to stretch isn't benefiting us at all and is actually hurting us pain free living through yoga with Yogi Aaron. And this has been a Morton Therapy Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Morton Therapy Podcast. Anywhere would you push play okay. to listen or watch your favorite broadcast, your podcast. Be well and be great. This is Morton Therapy Podcast. Than Therapy. This is more than therapy, more than therapy podcast. This is more than therapy, more than therapy podcast. This is more than therapy podcast.